Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasize for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. Hello, welcome back. Here with my amazing host, Tyann. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we're going to continue to build on the last couple episodes. We talked in the last one about the whispers and starting to actually identify some of the ways we weren't like other people. And those are part of the whispers. One of these things is not like the other. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing, as we talked about. It's it's us. But sometimes the whispers aren't enough. Isn't that the truth? Sometimes we get whispers, but we just keep we keep going. So we stay in corporate America, didn't we? We sure did. And what did we wait for? The hammer. We waited for the hammers. <laughs> we waited for a long time and sometimes multiple hammers. Multiple hammers. Because we, we both lost our mind even after having our own jobs. We did our, our own businesses, excuse me. And we, we we're going to talk about what we did after that. Yeah. But, but today's episode, we're calling Feathers and Hammers. Feathers and Hammers. So some things start off as a, as a just a light touch. Yes. Here's a little, there's maybe a little knowing, little intuition, and then some things just smack you across the head. We're going to talk about all of those. We do, and if you don't pay attention to one, get the other. That's right. They're coming. And we don't want you guys to get a hammer. We want you to pay attention to the feather. Yes. So we want to be sure that you know how to look for the feathers. So we, again, talked last time about really starting to pay attention to those whispers, continue to uncover where you feel naturally drawn, things people tell you about yourself, right? right? Um, ways that people value what you do, ways that you are not in alignment with yourself. When you look in the mirror, what don't you like about the, the parts of the job that you're doing? Where do you feel known? Where's there communities where you, felt, where you feel known? So let's talk about some of those stories of the, what started as a feather, and then we just kept saying, it's fine. It'll go away. It'll stop. It's probably just a fluke. And then eventually, it became a hammer. I think there's an international story that you have, Tyann. So many stories, Kylo. I know when we were thinking about this episode, we had way more stories than we could even fit into this episode, right? Yeah, maybe we should back up and tell everyone um, that we both had several expat expat things in our in our backgrounds. So you had some stuff in, we talked before, you had some stuff in London and Australia. And I had an opportunity to spend some time in India and China. And uh, for anyone who's gone to India, it's um, not always the easiest place to live. Yeah. Yeah. So had an opportunity to go there one time with a group of executives. And this falls under the category of, again, listening to your body. Yes, sometimes we just push through, don't we? We do push through. And again, your body knows, your body knows the truth. And your body knows what's good for you. 
But often we tell ourselves, nope, you don't know. You're not the boss of me. I know better. White knuckle it. White knuckle. I'm just going to push through. It's called work for a reason. Called work for a reason. <laughs> and other people are doing this. So soak it up, buttercup. Right? What'd your old boss tell you? Buck up, little camper. There you go. Buck up, little camper. So with this one particular business trip to India, first of all, this was many years ago. This was almost 20 years ago. So things might have been a little different then than they are now. But as I recall, it was um, not a direct flight, by the way. It took two and a half days to get there. My gosh. And it was very hot when we landed. And let me guess, they gave you a week to acclimate. Right? Oh, 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 okay. I love. No. No. Flew in. Very hot. Two and a half days to get there. And we went directly from the airport to the office. I bet you look great. Oh, I. you know it. You know it's this. I look like I'm brushing your teeth on the plane. I look like I had been drugged behind the airport, behind the airplane. Go directly to the office, right into an executive ops review. What? Yeah. Because no sleep? No, that sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? With a whole bunch of vice presidents and directors. And then me, you know, low, low varsal on the totem pole. So we go directly to the, from the airport to the office in, in it's a thousand degrees, bad traffic. Who knows what I've been eating at this point? Something on the airplane. We get there and they say, don't worry, we're going to have lunch when you get there. Fine. And we get to the office, we get in there, it is roiling hot. We all get stuffed in this, in this very small conference room where there's a whole bunch of people that are all waiting for us to have this operations re in your dress attire. Right. I mean, you're not in like business casual. Oh, no, no, all dry stuff. Yeah. I recall wearing a suit. Oh, I sure look great. Who sure was natural fabric? <laughs> Some breathable <laughs> fabric, right? Any hose on. So, Imagine all this, if you will. And then they serve pizza. And I remember thinking, oh, it's, it's India. And India, oh, he has a super. And I remember it tasted fine. So no problem. I got cheese pizza or something. It was fine. And I probably pounded that down. And then I remember thinking after my second piece, this was a poor choice. Oh, no. It was very stuffy in the room. Did I mention this? And I just remember thinking, I desperately want to go back to the hotel. Yes, of course. Why did we do this? Why couldn't we have come in and just gone the day before? Why did we have to do this? Yes. It was such a poor decision. And yet, there I am, stuck in the back, and it was stuffy in the room, and just, you know, people are droning on about something that is, uh, who knows what. And then I remember thinking, I really need to get up and leave. But it was not the kind of environment that you could just get up and leave. Now, I mean, the, that was not done. That was absolutely not done. And then I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. This, this pizza is going to get the reaffirmation. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not, not in me well here. So I, okay, so do you want that to happen in the room or outside of the room? Oh, God. So then you start climbing over people? So unfortunately, where my chair was, was about as far away from the door as you can imagine. I made a poor choice tactically. And the room, it was so tightly packed. There was no just sort of easing out. 
I had to practically crawl out. There, I was calling all this attention to myself. So they all knew you were leaving. They all knew I was leaving. And then I was getting the stare from yes. the vice president. Yes. Like, sit down. Why, what are you doing? Come on, cowgirl. I managed to crawl over hot bodies and not in a your sexy kind of way, just uh, sticky hot bodies. And I get to the door and I open it up just in time to throw up <laughs> all over, all over Kyla, the office. <laughs> Here came that pizza hut. That's not embarrassing it, at all. It made a guest appearance. Wow. In front of oh. all of those. My gosh. They probably still remember that. That's traumatizing for everyone. I sure do. Yes. I sure yes. Do. Wow. And what do you do? When, I mean, oh, my God. was vomit. I'll show. It's a foreign country. In a foreign country. That's. Oh, my here I have India. Here. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So sometimes we don't listen to our bodies, and then our bodies say, oh, you thought you were in charge, but you were wrong. <laughs> You're going to listen to me now. That's right. That's right. And and sometimes our bodies are the hammer, aren't they? That, that was a big hammer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Guess who got to go back to the hotel after that? <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? We set an intention and our and and the universe does find a way. I got to go. It, you I mean you got back, just not really the way you wanted. So yes. I I have hammers too in my in my life. I tell me I'm not the only No, no. And I'm sure our listeners have feathers that turn into hammers. So I recall sitting in my apartment one day and I was, it was, it was probably a weekend and I'd been working a lot in a corporate job and again, not in alignment with who I really was and the feathers, you know, lightly brushed my face and tapped my head and I said, no, no, I can, I can white knuckle my way through it and I'll just push through and eventually again, our bodies find a way to inform us usually in a very dramatic way much like yours and mine was very dramatic too so I was sitting there in my apartment and all of a sudden I lost my vision oh my god everything went black wait a minute just you were I was fine it didn't come on it just went black all of a sudden I was blind terrified it was terrifying and back then we had phones that were attached to the wall wait a minute what and thankfully they had raised buttons because how would you call someone now if you couldn't see, <laughs> right? I guess you could ask Siri, call, you know, for help. But my phone doesn't even recognize that. So I don't oh, know what it would do. There you go. Yes. So thankfully, raise buttons. And so I, I you know, using my, my Braille skills, limited as they were, I was able to call my mother and say I've just gone blind. And that is horrifying. Interestingly, she uh, she knew that this was uh, potentially a sign of migraines. Had your mother had? She had. She had. Yes, she. Um, and so you know that was very reassuring. But that really kicked off what began years of medical issues for me. That I spent uh, in inordinate amount of money and time trying to resolve only to find out that there was nothing physically wrong with me. I was out of alignment with who I was. Oh my gosh. 
And I think that is, again, you know, the, the universe will find a way to continue to tee up, you know, whispers, feathers, eventually hammers if we do not listen. And so I think for both of us, we, we want our listeners to recognize some of those moments that are more subtle before they become a hammer because the hammer is coming uh, for as long as you continue to avoid the whispers. This is, it's so fascinating and we laugh about these things now, but it's only because whenever you and I are talking to our clients, these things come up and we can laugh about it because they have happened to us and we have other things which we'll tell you about here in just a second, but every one of our clients have something extremely similar yes which is happening to them and i know you've had um something that you were talking about with one of your counselors in terms of um well why don't you tell me what we were just yes so you know i think we also both witnessed a lot of coworkers having medical issues um i i personally did some communications around benefits and uh, this company i was working for i mean the, the top two drugs that employees were using were basically antidepressant, anti-anxiety medications, and then ulcer medications. So again, you know, sometimes one thing is like the other, as we talked about in the last episode. I mean, sometimes you're the outlier and sometimes you're not. And, and it's amazing how many medical issues people out of alignment with their life face. And again, those are whispers that can become hammers and we want you to pay attention to them. I was, again, as, as Ty and I have talked about, you know, it took us many years to finally take action to our dream career and life. And so, you know, when you're trying to resolve the life you have with the life you want and you can't figure out how to get it, there's a big rub that happens. And so, you know, I definitely tried to resolve that rub, uh, you know, with counselors and just, you know, I thought if I can, if I can somehow just be more like these people that I work with, then maybe I'll be happy, right? Fixed. Yes, yes. And I remember one counselor said, um, uh, you know, we were, we were talking about that work, you know, with all these medical issues for me required all this medication, which, you know, none of which I'm on anymore, by the way, which I just find fascinating. But I said to her, you know, I shouldn't have to be medicated to work this job that I have. And she put her hands on my shoulder and she said, say that again. And that was another mirror moment. We talked about, you know, looking in the mirror and seeing something you don't want to see and you know is not you. And that was a really pivotal moment in, in terms of, I don't have to keep doing this. And again, all these years later, all of those issues have gone away. And that's not a coincidence. That is so huge, Kylie. You shouldn't have to be medicated to do this job. Like that needs to be on a bumper sticker. Yeah. I mean, and I had this moment, I vividly remember coming to visit you one time at your cube. And you'd had the fluorescent lights taken out above your cube. And you'd had something put over your, your cube. Oh, a whiteboard. A whiteboard. I had it bolted on. <laughs> so you had literally made a cave. A cave. Because you needed it to be dark so that it didn't trigger a migraine. Right. Because I had ocular migraines, which meant I was highly sensitive to light. Also has gone away, by the way. And so, yeah, I mean, I was, what I realized now is that I was conforming to 
again, be like the others. So find a way to make this work. And and what if finding a way to make this work is being more in alignment with who you really are, right? Just just standing in the alignment, the sort of flow of your natural tendencies, your natural abilities, your natural gifts. Because what Ty and I both know is that is when you see the world in color versus black and white. One thing we were talking about, this concept of whispers earlier, was that sometimes we actually try on some of these things that we are drawn to without even realizing that we're trying stuff on. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I think when you start to pay attention, again, you can realize that you're doing it and maybe you can short, shorten the process between, um, again, trying on and actually taking that leap or this can you know, be part of that bridging process. Yeah, because you and I were doing it and we didn't even realize it. Yes. When we were in that process. Yes. So thinking back, can you think of anything that you were doing, which was sort of that try on um, where you were testing out something that actually turned into part of what became your business? Yes. It's so interesting that we, again, if we look back, we can really observe things that we were already doing, things we were, um, sometimes I, I, I talk about it in terms of things that you got in trouble for. So, you know, I think about oftentimes I would get in trouble because when I was managing people, I would ask them the question, are you really happy here? When I could tell that there was a disconnect between who they really wanted to be and the job they were doing, and they would often leave the company. <laughs> and sometimes I got in trouble for that. But wow. I knew that that wasn't serving the company nor them. And it just came very naturally for me to see those disconnects. Um, I often gave people personality inventories to really start to identify where the gaps were and really help them to uh, see those gaps and, and again, be known in the fact that this is not where you're supposed to be and let's help you get where you're supposed to be. So I was trying that on when I was managing people in corporate America and I didn't even realize I was doing it. And I think, you know, for Ty and I both, there were these pivotal moments where we were so impacted by something that we, we that continued to help create momentum going forward for us. And again, we want you to be equipped to really look around and identify, you know, which parts of your role that you're in do you love, which parts are not a good fit for you, uh, what what do you get lost in at work when you're given space to, you know, indulge in, in getting lost in something, um, you know, which parts of your schedule work, which parts don't, you know, what do you feel where do you feel you need more freedom and flexibility in your life? I mean, all of those help make up what are your, you know, which strengths are you, you know, come so easy that you don't eat, you discount them. I think so often there's things that we do so easily that we don't even pay attention to them. thousand percent. So with the physical manifestations and the trying on, we talk about the physical part being um, all these negatives also wants you to pay attention to when you feel good. Yes. And so the example that you just gave, Kyla, where you were giving career advice and, and the psychological evaluations, 
that stuff made you feel good. Yes. And that you were doing kind of, that was outside of the stuff you were supposed to be doing. Right. Sure. Yes. Yes. I slowly got in trouble for it sometimes. So that stuff made you feel good and you probably didn't even realize yeah, that that was a thing. Yeah, and in our binary brains, want to say, "I I hate this whole job," right? But that's not true. There was right. parts of it that were actually a really good fit for me. Yeah, and so how can I take the parts that worked and start to parcel it into again some bridges and some dream job, you know, dream, you know, tryons, as you said. I mean, I know both of us have tried things on that we thought is what we wanted. I I tried consulting full time after I left corporate America. And that wasn't the right thing either. It was. It wasn't. It was a piece of the puzzle. And we're going to talk more about our lives today uh, in a future episode and and how we actually spend our time now and how that's a continued iteration, right? Yes. Yeah. Speaking of stops and starts, um, I tried something on that I thought was going to work out and I stayed there for 20 days. 20 days. Yeah, and that turned out to not be in at all. Was there a physical manifestation hammer related to that too? There was. It's interesting. It was so bad that after day one, I came home crying. (laughs) And that was, um, I remember coming home and I thought, this is so stupid. Other people do not come home crying. I should... I should suck this up. I mean, why why am I having such a stupid reaction? It was your, you shouldn't, I don't want to have to be medicated. I don't want to have to cry every day to go to this job. And I, I should be able to muscle through this. This is ridiculous. And then by day 20, um, it was really, I was covered head to toe in hives. Oh my goodness. And I had never had a hive a day in my life. I didn't even know what it was. I thought I was having an allergic reaction to our laundry detergent. I even asked my husband, I'm like, did you buy something? <laughs> I, did we get something, like a sample of something to try? I don't even know what this is. And he looked at me, it's like, I think you're having, a, this is an allergic reaction to work. And it, it really took me a minute to process that. Yes, that that was the thing. Yes, it was a physical manifestation. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. I lasted at a job for 20 days. Wow. And I had a similar experience. I lasted a little bit longer, but only because I'd signed a contract. Oh, so you had to be there. I had to be there 365. I mean, 365 days, and I quit on day 366. (laughs) It's not counting that down at all, right? And and this was, you know, this was after we had both left corporate America. We had started our own business, and we got scared. Oh, man, we're going to do a whole episode on that. You know, sure is fear and what fear really is. And so, you know, again, there's stops and starts. It's iterative. It is not a straight line. And that's okay. Your journey is your journey. It's the way it's supposed to be. But yeah, similar to Tyann, I I took a role and I started to have physical symptoms again. Uh, we were on a basically a party bus going to as tight as Mandatory fun. I love that you call it that. So a, a team building. I'm sure many of you are familiar with with the old uh, team buildings. It's the way to get get groups to integrate and have fun with each other in a in a forced way, merriment. But we were on one of these events, and I started to get um, 
heat heat poisoning. Um, I'm not sure exactly. It was it was about a thousand degrees outside, and this bus was also hot. We were we were stuck in traffic, like heat exhaustion, heat exhaustion, heat poisoning, something like that. And I remember having to go to the back of the bus and stand in front of the air conditioner, and it just blew on my face because I thought I was going to pass out otherwise. Um, and I was, you know, drinking water and pouring water, and you're apparently supposed to pour water on your wrist when you're um, in that state. And much like you, I began looking for outside causes, like the laundry detergent. This couldn't be a reaction to the job, you know, even though I felt regret the day I took the job. But again, we just push so many of those whispers and that intuition down because it doesn't align with, you know, well, I have financial responsibilities. I have to create, you know, safety and security. Exactly. Somehow, well, you know, what if they're medicated? What if most people are medicated and that's how they continue to, you know, be in this job that's not a good fit for them, that's not aligned? And so we... We both um, happily left, and we really haven't looked back, which we're going to talk about, again, how we created that transition because we both used a lot of bridges, a lot of transitions. We continue to iterate, and that is part of the process, and I think that's part of the joy. 100%. And, you know, I love Gallup data, and they track engagement, and employee engagement is one of my favorite topics. Me too. And at any given time, only about 30% of the workforce reports being engaged in what they're doing. And so by definition, that means 70% is not engaged. Well, you can even divide that number further into just not engaged and then actively disengaged. Yes. Which are the yes. people who are, I'm going down and I'm taking you with me. They're actively trying to circumvent their progress, right? They're yes. toxic Tammies of the bus. Yes. Right? Yes. So that means that seven out of 10 people hate what they do. Yes. Yes. And we don't talk about that enough. We don't. We don't. So the, the thinking that, well, you know, I just need to, I just need to suck it up. I, everyone else is able to do this. I just need to muscle through. That is flawed thinking. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do think we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace when we're having these feelings. Yeah, and instead of thinking, I do just need to muscle through because everyone else is, you know, what if we just stopped and thought, you know, what if we talked about this instead? Yes, yes, exactly. As, as opposed to had a heat stroke. Right. Or died in the hot. Yeah, and we threw up all over the conference room. Exactly. Lost or went blind. Yeah, literally. Went blind. Yes, yes. What do you think our engagement scores would be, Tyann? Oh, well, right now? Yes. I think we'd be 100. Exactly. Exactly. Fully. And part of the reason is because we do not ever do performance reviews. <laughs> no performance reviews here. If anyone listening would miss performance reviews, then you may not be our target audience. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's your jam. Stay where you are. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But it is amazing when you step into the light over you again step into that alignment that flow the world truly becomes in color and we want everyone to know what we know and be so much better right and your only job is to get to know yourself better and again step into that beautiful place that feels easy 
that you would do for free. I mean, Tyan and I talk about this stuff all the time. And, you know, you have gifts that only you have and you, your mission is to share them with the world. The world is missing out when you're not in your alignment. The world needs your gifts. You, we need you. So let's end as we always do with something fun that we get to do. We enjoy that it didn't used to happen when we were in our, our traditional roles. What's something that's happened lately? Ooh, something fun. So one thing that I like to do, I like to cook. I know you do. Yes. Um, so I have been alternating HelloFresh and Home Chef. Okay. Love it. Um, a little head-to-head competition, trying to see if which one. Yes, Beth. Who's winning? Well, had been a dedicated Home Chefer. But I have to say, maybe HelloFresh is uh, pulling slightly ahead Interesting. right now. Did you cook when you were in corporate America? Very little. Yes. And I actually enjoy it. Yes. Me too. Me too. So it's been fun to really yeah, get that back going. And I'm a really good cook. So by the way, I use those as starting point. Yes. And then you make it your own. Mere suggestion. Right. Add cheese to everything. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> but the other day, my husband came in and he ate something. He used, this is amazing. And I said, I know. And by the way, I just used theirs as a starting point. Yes. Like, I had no doubts. I love it. And I said, by the way, I my takeoff was much better. <laughs> of course. Than theirs. They should first call me to ask me what I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you've created space for that in this new iteration, right? You know, I've had to do Exactly. Exactly. I ate out all the time when I worked in corporate America. My gosh. Well, yeah. We weighed more. Yes. Yes. Exactly. We were not healthy. We were not healthy at all. So for me, it's 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 this really small, beautiful moment that I noticed recently. I was outdoors. It was, it's beautiful, beautiful weather. And uh, our rent-a-dog, as I call it, uh, our next-door neighbor's dog, whose name is Amos. Uh, we live Amos. Um, in 2020. We moved out to 25 acres on a lake as part of our gorge dream life. Thank you. And uh, we have, you know, when you're out more in the country, as it were, by a lake, um, you know, there's country dogs. They're not necessarily fenced in. And so Amos just runs around however he wants to, and he spends a lot of time in our house. And so I was outside just petting him and playing with him and enjoying this beautiful day. And and there's a little part of my brain that I haven't quite, you know, finished um, rewiring that said, oh, you need to go back inside and work. And I said, no, I don't. Because part of my dream life is to sit outside on a beautiful day and just Pet or rent a dog, Amos. Play with my not my not my dog. I don't have to be responsible for him. I just get to love him. He is very protective, so he escorts me down our thousand foot driveway every every time I leave, and uh, is is there when we finish our day. And that is part of uh, our dream life, and something that I would never would have done, you know, in my in sort of uh, the the other iteration. So we're enjoying cooking and playing with animals and uh, that for us is part of our dream life. So stay tuned for the continued process of how you too can uncover and create your dream life. We'll see you on the next episode. Yeah.